your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Josh! Tenakoto, <laughs> You could have gone longer than that, I reckon. I could have. We, would have, we probably would have let that ride for the record. <laughs> the 18, maybe 19 would be a good one. <laughs> Kia ora, mate. How's, how's it going? How's space? Yeah, still at home. So, yeah, not too bad, though. A couple of things that have been happening up in space. Right on. Well, the big news we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the civilians officially going into space in a proper mm. spacecraft has happened. Yeah, yeah, so they had their nice little three-day space escapade and they, they, yeah, got back safely and everything. Um, Yeah, I was watching some of the videos of it today and it's just, yeah, I'm pretty jealous, eh? It's just the kind of, you know, seeing what they see and all those incredible views um, Mm. from that massive window. I think it was the largest ever, um, like, single window ever sent to space, which is pretty amazing. Any flat earthers on the shuttle at all? Just to, like, kind of put that to bed? Oh, I mean, they seem to go pretty quiet when there's something, you know, privately funded that goes up into space. So right, right. I don't, I don't think they've um, figured out the argument for that one yet. <laughs> it just seems like, you know, get the old mate that's, like, hitting that charge and give him a front row seat, eh? Here you go, dog. Yeah, I reckon. Sometimes <laughs> you just want to send them up. Like, wasn't there that guy, I think a couple of years ago, who was a flat earther? He built, like, a homemade rocket. Yes, yeah, um, we covered this, yeah, did, sorry. Didn't he, I think he passed like he died from one yeah, of the yeah he did he, yeah yeah his engine failed and he crashed back to earth but yeah but he was only yeah. going like a couple couple hundred meters max to try and like prove his theory about the earth being flat it wasn't even going high enough i don't know if, i know yeah he could have yeah. just bought a plane ticket or something yeah. <laughs> basically mm. uh so did they carry out any any sort of um scientific tasks while they were up there doing a civilian <laughs> space flight yeah, they, they had a few minor experiments. A lot of it was um, it was technology that they used for like kids' cancer research. Um, so they, they had a couple of things that they were doing up there in terms of like science experiments. But it was um, primarily it was kind of just a leisurely trip to space, which is you know, very lucky for them. So. A leisurely trip. Do they? To space. Is it just kind of like a long haul flight where you sort of sleep in your your seat do they have beds or anything imagine if you could, imagine if you could feel like, the person's knee behind you oh. on, on one of those ones like no i'm not having it three I'm days not having it. oh you probably well, your yeah, tv I mean, doesn't you work and they bring out like, that fucking little tv that's like oh man i don't want that little yeah and well you can imagine how awkward it would be because it's like it's a fairly small capsule and there's mm. four people and you know it's zero g so you're all floating around and there's you know there's no beds in space because you can't physically lie down you know it's a zero environment but is there like a pilot like is there like a boss person that everyone's like hey man is everything all good or oh i mean they they have roles so like one of them's a pilot one's a commander but like the spacecraft is almost completely autonomous Mm. so they didn't really you know they're not steering it or anything it doesn't really do much it just does everything for them so it would have been yeah quite relaxing for them i guess for the most part like when did it sort of re-enter the atmosphere and where did it splash did it splash into the ocean splash down John. yeah so. yeah so they do water landings with those ones so that um that was on uh, last sunday they basically yeah burns up through the atmosphere and they land um like just off the coast of florida which is basically where they also launch so mm. yeah you kind of start and finish at the same place do they have any sort of accounts of what that was like returning to earth or is it, is it um, like oh, a I mean, terrifying yeah. roller coaster yeah, I mean, they all astronauts say something similar. Like, you can imagine, you know, the Gs that get exerted on your body. Like, it's, mm. you really get pushed back into your seat and you can feel, you know, four or five Gs, which is, um, you know, 
one G is us standing on Earth. So you can imagine how much pressure you would feel. And you also imagine like looking out the windows, and you would just see this fireball because you know your your capsule literally like catches on fire. Mm. You know, plummeting through the atmosphere. So it would be quite a ride. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's in the bag then. Well done. <laughs> now NASA's returning to the moon with a rover. They're going sort of right to the edge of where the moon gets dark to look for water. Yeah, they, um, this was kind of an exciting one. It's a kind of precursor mission for the manned uh, missions when they want to send people. But, um, yeah, they've got this rover they're currently building called Viper, which will be going to the South Pole. And it's kind of the first mission that's... Um, well, it's their first rover on the moon for them, but it's also the first mission that's designed uh, specifically to look for resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know there's, like, frozen... Uh, water ice at a lot of the, um, the craters at the moon. We know that some areas have like constant sunlight because of the angle. So you know, if you want to set up like a you know solar powered base, that would be a great place to be. Uh, That's okay. crazy. So if there's water on the moon and there's and there's anything in it, like microbial, that that would be mm. considered life on an. Oh, well, totally. Yeah, and and that's a really like exciting prospect because yeah. um, that would know, be alien, right? Like, well, yeah, totally. It would be yeah. alien. Anything off the Earth is technically considered alien, but Out of it. yeah, you can imagine like um, that's an easy know, win, Apollo, it seems like an easy win, well, yeah, oh, exactly. oh, yeah, oh, like we found closer. a little tiny little micro with a bit of water, there's fucking aliens <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you know, not a green man flying around a saucer yeah, but you know, still alien, but it's still alien, you know, technically mm. um, but yeah, the reason they're going to the South Pole is because water, water can't really exist in, you know, ice quantities on, I guess most of the moon because as soon as the sunlight hits it you know, it's evaporating, but mm. these craters that are in permanent darkness, and we've, we've actually mapped the water, right. we know that there's a lot of ice there. So, And something and on the know, fringe might be in the middle, you know, like, might, might like, you never know. In the, in the article, Josh, it mentions yeah. that the dark side of the moon is one of the... Greatest albums ever made. One of the coldest <laughs> places, or the South Pole on the moon, is one of the coldest places in our solar system. How, how's that? Yeah. Do, you, do you know that, how that works? Because it seems yeah, like it's, it's kind of closer much, to the yeah. sun than a lot of other planets in our solar system. It's pretty much the same as, I mean, there are lots of places which are really cold, but, um, you know, Earth, for example, um, if you imagine Antarctica, there are times where they have, like, six months of darkness, mm. and they, you know, six months of sunlight, but there's places on the moon or even Mercury where they're in constant darkness, they never receive sunlight, mm. and because the moon doesn't have an atmosphere, it can't trap heat you know, like yes, we can on right, Earth. Right. So th- those shaded places would, you know, become extremely cold and, you know, some of the coldest places in the solar system. Mm-hmm. Out of it. Crazy. And wh- what else, Josh? What else is happening in space news? Um, we had a... It was a couple of weeks ago, actually, I think. Um, there was a... There was a... Something massive smashed into Jupiter, um, like an asteroid or a comet. I'm not really sure what. But, yeah, um, an amateur astronomer, I think, from Brazil actually imaged it and we saw this you know little flash of light so it's massive the the flash of light relative to the planet is a massive flash so it must have been a big impact whatever it was oh yeah massively and like that because it's jupiter is a massive planet so if you put earth next to it like we're very small so these you know these big explosions that we see they're not just like or like a nuclear bomb or something Mm. these are like half the size potentially of you know our planet explosions they're really really powerful yeah Anything coming our direction? Um, well, surprisingly, Jupiter, the reason it's getting hit is because it, you know, it kind of protects us. Like, it's, you know, big, lots of gravity. It pulls a lot of stuff towards it, and it kind of 
holds all the asteroids where they are. So mm, wow. a lot of things um, actually hit Jupiter instead of, you know, the inner solar system. And we, we know most of the ones that are, I guess, kind of close to Earth. But, um, yeah, Jupiter kind of prevents a lot of those collisions from happening. Didn't know this one, though. Whatever it was, it was a massive something that apparently, smashed into that planet. Apparently most asteroids we can't see coming anyway because we're mm. only looking at certain parts of the sky. So And even if it is going to hit us, we're... It, it's so big there's not much we can do about it hmm. yeah, but, but grim, but I, yeah i watched a real grim video about it and it's like oh, yeah, it's kind of cool though because it's just like oh you know that's life man you know yeah i mean like astronomers always say the only reason the dinosaurs went extinct is because they didn't develop a space program so yeah totally <laughs> I vibe on that that's good hmm <clears throat> what about uh i guess we are waiting for like a level two situation out there at the stardom yeah, we, again, but, you know, just kind of in limbo, but mm. I think it's a school holidays next weekend. Next week, is that right? Yeah, There's nothing's real anymore. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yep, yeah, school holidays coming yeah. up. So head to the Stardom web- website. What was that, sorry? Head to the Stardom website for school holiday activities. Yeah, well, we did have some stuff, but um, obviously, it's, yeah, it can't go ahead unless we're at level two at least, or, mm. you know, 2.5 or whatever we're at, but... um. Yeah, I mean, we're just kind of waiting so we do get this, we can open up again, but we've also got our next thing on our website, Ask an Astronomer, so yeah, if people have questions, they can ask us, and we you know, pop those up on our social media. I think that uh, that cat in Brazil that got that Jupiter collision just kind of shows you um, that anybody looking up can kind of find something rad, you know, it's all up for grabs out there, so it's a cool thing to get yeah, into. Yeah, it, actually, it's really cool, because uh, a lot of the collisions with Jupiter is actually what we call citizen scientists that find them. Yeah. You know, NASA and space agencies, they've got telescopes, but they don't really stare at Jupiter. They're looking at lots of other right, things. So, right. um, yeah, it's often citizens that actually find those big collisions. Very cool. Right on, Josh. We'll catch you uh, in a couple of weeks, mate. You take it easy out there. All right, cool. Speak to you then. See ya. Peace. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.